What it do, what it do, you in the building, and it's Mud Talk with Coach T. Real quick before we get into this episode, it's at Milton Elite Basketball on Instagram, at Milton Elite Basketball on Twitter, at Milton Elite Basketball on Facebook. That's how you can get in contact with me. That's how you can like, share this episode. Give me any comments, any feedback you have, man. You know I appreciate it. Any love you share, you know I give it right back, man. You know how I rock. Listen, today is Thursday, man. So you already know how I'm rocking, man. Every Thursday, I'm dropping a new episode, man. I keep telling y'all that, man. You know, in life, we like predictability, especially when you begin to, like, tune into a podcast like Mud Talk, you know what I mean, with Coach T. You want to know when the episodes are dropping. And I keep telling y'all, man, that's every Thursday episode is dropping, man. So here we are, man. This episode today, man, I really want to talk about sports, man. I really want to talk about sports because it's just so much going on right now with with limited availability. And what I mean by that is we're limited to what we can see in sports, like actual live sports. So you got NASCAR races going on right now. Um you know, you have some golf going on right now. But for the most part, man, we're all really at the point where we're anticipating July 30th, right? That's the date that the NBA said that we'll have some basketball to watch and, and, and they'll be able to finish this season up and play the playoffs and, and do all of this stuff and hopefully crown a champion, man. But every day I get up, man, I promise. And it's not just me. It's every day you wake up. Every day, whoever wakes up, man, whoever's listening, it, something has changed with <laughs> coronavirus, right? So they're saying that the NBA is supposed to start July 30th, man. And I, I really, selfishly, I want the NBA to be here. I do not want to um, watch this season just disappear, you know, without crowning a champion. Because I feel like there's a lot of talented teams. and And you know me. I've mentioned this before. LeBron is my guy. Like, I don't care what you say. LeBron is my guy. He's my favorite player. The Hornets is my team. I'm, I'm a hometown cat, so the Hornets is my team. But, you know, the reality is the Hornets, man, we're, we're far away from, you know, being in this position, which is uh, to be able to make a, make a run in the playoffs and not just make the playoffs, man, but get in there and compete for a championship. So I don't know when that's going to happen. Look, I'm proud of the direction that the Hornets are headed in, and I want to be clear about that. The young players that are working their butts off, man, to really establish a culture down there, Coach Borrego and, and you know, the front office and everybody that we have, man. And I can't wait to the day that we're in this position, but LeBron's my guy. Until he retires, I'm going to follow LeBron, and I'm going to hope he wins as, as many rings as possible. So, you know, the Lakers, first and foremost, of course, to me, are up there, you know, and and the Milwaukee Bucks, man, like with Giannis, like you you got to believe that they're the favorites to me. Like if I was to pick two teams to make it to the NBA Finals right now, barring anything crazy happening with uh, COVID-19 and somebody, you know, uh, testing positive and having to, you know, be out and not be able to play or whatnot. I would say it's going to be Bucks Lakers in the finals, like Bucks Lakers. And I don't see it being any other way, like no disrespect to the Houston Rockets. But Bucks Lakers, Bucks Lakers, like for real, like and I think the only team that's going to test the Lakers um, will be the Clippers. And again, you know, possibly the Rockets. But I think that, you know, as long as nothing crazy happens with, with coronavirus and all the players are available to play. I think that, you know, it'll be some tough series out there, but ultimately I think it'll be, you know, Lakers Bucks. That's my prediction right now. You're hearing it on Mud Talk today. 
All right. Uh, write it down. You know what I mean? Take a picture. Whatever you want to do. I mean, it's, it's, it's Bucks Lakers, and I'm calling and I'm calling Lakers in seven. Seven-game series because Giannis is just a monster, bro. Like, you can't take anything away from that guy, man. Who He came in the league as just a, a skinny kid, man, extremely raw, and just worked his way into this this animal of a player, man, who's just getting better and better and better. And, I mean, realistically, he will be the best player in the game in another year or two. Maybe even next year, he'll be the best player in the game. There won't be a better player than Giannis because his work ethic – and, you know, he clearly doesn't have any off-the-court issues, um, character issues. He he seems to have none. I think that he will be the ultimate face of the NBA going forward for, like, the next 10 years or so. Now, you know, a few years ago, we thought that would be Steph Curry. We thought that would be, um, you know, I, was, I, would, I would probably say just Steph Curry. We thought Steph Curry would be the face of the NBA for the next 10 years. But Giannis has shown, you know, with his size – his athleticism, his work ethic, his drive, he will be unstoppable, you know, at some point. And it may, maybe even right now, because the only thing that I think that's stopping, um, that, that's allowing, you know, teams to kind of game plan against Giannis is to let him shoot. It's kind of like how LeBron was for a long time. You know, like we're going to keep him from getting in the paint. We're going to let him shoot. Well, LeBron has developed an outside shot. And, Based on the percentages, you know, the last few years, you know, percentage wise, he shot better than he has at any time in his career. So that's showing you that even though it's in the later stages of his career, he's been able to develop that shot. So now you can't just sit back on LeBron and let him shoot, because if you do that, he's going to pull up and he'll pull up from deep and he'll, he'll bang him home. So you got to be careful with that. But my question is, what happens when Giannis develops? that shot like within the next year or two you gotta be scared like like if i'm a defender in the nba and nobody wants to admit that they're scared but you gotta like be really thinking like if this dude develop a jump shot i mean a consistent jump shot and a tray ball like he's gonna be unstoppable he can rebound he can defend you know he's tough he'll, he'll play non-stop like he doesn't really get in foul trouble too much he's i mean He's a beast. So so I really think that Giannis is, is next up, man. I think he's going to be the face of the NBA. So I would love to see a, a LeBron-Giannis matchup in the finals. I would love to see that. Um, you know, win, lose, or draw. Of course, I'm I'm all pro LeBron, so I want to see LeBron win a ring. But I would love to see seven games of, of Milwaukee Lakers. I would love to see that. And I mean that. So um, with that being said, you know, the NBA is set to come back. July 30th. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm hope I'm hoping there's no hiccups with that. But what I'm really, really concerned about, to be real, is like college athletics, man. Like, I'm not feeling good at all about college football happening or college basketball happening. And the reason I say that is because every day something has happened that has really, really gotten my attention and and if you and if you're in the sports world and you're paying attention to what's going on in the news um i mean i'm pretty sure they announced this on just like regular news like cnn or whatever you watch um i think that you know stanford you know decided to get rid of i think it was like 11 sports or something and like just flat out cancel it this year 
for 11 sports, all of which are like Olympic sports. And you have to feel sad for those kids, man, because let's be clear, there's no shortage of money coming into the University of Stanford. I mean, it's a prestigious university. I mean, if you get into Stanford just based on your academics alone, you're, you are lucky. You are lucky. Um, and for the kids that used athletics to, to get into Stanford and to, um, to go there and, you know, on a partial scholarship or whatever, because, of course, we know that a lot of these these sports that people don't really hear a lot about, you know, the fencing and the rowing and, uh, you know, there's, there's a ton of sports that don't generate money for the, for the school. So you don't hear about those sports, but, you know, kids get, you know, partial scholarships based on, you know, whatever they did in high school, you know, to get there. And they chose Stanford and, you know, that was their ticket into Stanford. Now they're being told that, guess what? You, you're not going to be here to play this sport. But the bigger question is, does the university allow them to keep their scholarship considering the circumstances in, in today's times? And it's just it just it makes you scratch your head, man, because, you know, if I was a kid and I work my butt off, I don't care if it's not a major sport. I work my butt off to get noticed by Stanford, to get offered a scholarship by Stanford. You know, at, I'm feeling like, you know, I'm quite honestly, I'm sad right now. I'm sick because. I'm not going to be able to get up there and do what I wanted to do. And I'm really not sure if I'm going to be able to even afford to go to this school if I don't have my partial scholarship. So, you know, I got to feel bad for, for, for those kids, man. But the bigger picture is that, you know, if Stanford is doing that, get ready for a bunch of schools to start announcing this stuff like soon, because you, you don't have a big school, you know, step out there and make that type of decision if this isn't the direction that we're heading in. And I mean, just college athletics as a whole, when we're talking about fall sports, we're talking about football and we're talking about basketball, which are, you know, the two sports that generate the revenue for the rest of the sports at the school to even happen. Like, like the football programs alone at most major universities fund all the other um, athletic programs. So, you know, if they're canceling 11 sports, you got to think something's going on here, right? Because with COVID going on and the cases are going up right now in certain areas, and it's kind of, it's scary to think about that we're, we're headed up. Now, it's the second wave that they were telling us about, I think. Um, sports in general may not happen because football stadiums, especially college football stadiums, they're huge. You know, a lot of them, you know, pack more more people in them than than the pro pro arena. So and the pro uh you know football you know stadium. So you gotta believe that okay, what are we gonna do here? Are we gonna allow like a certain amount of fans to come in here and you know say that number's fifteen thousand. We're going to allow 15,000 people in here. And guess what? You're going to have a ton of COVID cases happen each game. And I just don't see it like being safe for people. I don't see it being safe for the, for the, for the kids. Because realistically, like, let's, let's look at this, like, from a parent's perspective. They are kids. Like, even though they're student athletes, they're kids. They're not adults. You can't risk a kid catching COVID for our entertainment. 
And that's just the, the, the fan, like speaking from a fan's perspective. We can't do that. And, and what parent will want to put their child at risk, right? For our entertainment. Um, it's just, it's just, oh man, it's just, it's just so much with that, man. And I just, I don't see that happening. I don't see them finding a legitimate way to, to, you know, prevent people from, from contracting COVID-19 if they allow people to go to the games. So what's the other option? Have the games without fans? Okay. Even then, COVID cases are popping up. So like right now, like I've told you guys, I mentioned this um, when I first did my very first episode, man, I was talking about like the teams that I like. And of course I spoke earlier. Um, I alluded to the fact that yes, I'm a, a Hornets fan, but I'm also a Tar Heel fan. So, so when we talk about collegiate sports, like I'm UNC everything, like basketball, football, baseball. I don't care what soccer, I don't care what sport it is. I'm UNC everything. I don't go with UNC doing basketball and I pick another school doing football because I know a lot of y'all like that. And then some of y'all, you know, I, you know, I don't really understand it. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't relate to you. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, UNC Chapel Hill has put more superstar football players than you can really even, I mean, if, if I was to ask the average kid right now, who's just a Carolina basketball fan, to name me five great UNC football players, Hall of Fame NFL football players, they probably wouldn't be able to name them because they, they don't think that we've put that many players in the NFL, but we put a ridiculous amount of players in the NFL. I mean, some of the all-time greats, Lawrence Taylor, Julius Peppers, I mean, you, you name, to name, just to name a couple defenders, you know, that, you know, I know Pep's not a Hall of Famer yet, but he will be. He will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, I'm, I'm, I'm UNC through and through. Carolina, before I go off into a different direction, Carolina just had 37 football players and staff members. So, so a total of 37 people, whether that was football players and staff combined, tested positive for COVID. And that was just a few days ago. And so now they had to cancel voluntary football workouts. And I'm like, okay, here we are. Soon we're going to be at the end of July. And you got Stanford canceling 11 sports. You have UNC Chapel Hill, uh, you know, canceling voluntary football workouts because they had 37 people test positive players and, and staff. You have universities coming out today. I think it was like the Ivy League, um, you know, and ma made a major announcement with some cancellations. You have some other conferences that conferences that announced that they will only be playing conference schedules. So, so no out of conference games. I just feel like day by day, we're, we're headed in a direction where eventually the announcement is going to be we're canceling football season. And that, that's what's going to happen. That's what I believe. Like, and then it's going to be like, we're canceling basketball season. So, so how, how do you, how do you wrap your mind around the fact that we won't have any college sports? And for me, that's just terrible. It's terrible. Like I, I, you know, 
this will be the first time in my life that I've I've experienced something of this nature. Like, you know, I was able I was around when the NBA had their lockout season. Um, you know, I've watched other sports go through different things and but I've never, ever, ever watched college football just flat out get shut down or college basketball get shut down. Um, it's just it's just a tough time we're in, man, when you think about sports. There's just so much going on, man. There's so much going on. And, you know, it saddens me because, you know, I know so many kids are trying to live out their dreams. Like, imagine if you're a senior and this was your year to really, like, break out and, and, and get on the radar of the NFL scouts and, you know, make your way up into, you know, somebody's draft board and be able to make a make your dreams come true. You know, this opportunity has been taken from you. What if you're an incoming freshman that just got a scholarship and you're ready to prove that you're a big time player right away? Uh, that's being taken from you. Um, take it a step step further. Like like look at the college college level, you know, which I just spoke about. You know, let's let's take a step down and let's look at the high school kids, man. Like you got some high school kids that are flat out grinding to try to get a scholarship. Flat out grinding, man. They've been they've been working their butts off. And some some of them are on the radar colleges already. And those those will be the lucky ones, right? Because they're already on the radar. They they have some offers on the table or whatnot. Then you have like the late bloomers that may be in their junior year or their senior year that just put in a ton of work to be a completely different player that they were the previous year and to really just dominate their senior senior season or their junior season to get on the radar of of, of college recruiters. And to be able to get some scholarship offers. Now that's being taken from them because I think realistically here in Charlotte, like CMS, I think is leaning towards counseling sports because number one, they don't want any lawsuits because if a kid goes out there and contracts COVID because we told them it was okay to, to play, then, you know, who's to say that the parent won't sue the school system? You get what I'm saying? So like CMS doesn't want that smoke. You know what I mean? So I think for that reason that we we probably won't have any sports in CMS. And that's sad, too, because my son plays basketball. My daughter plays basketball and volleyball. And luckily, they're super young. But I think that both both of them were going to important years. My daughter was going into her second year of middle school playing basketball, which would have been huge because she had one one year under her belt and she learned a lot from last year. And you know, this was her her opportunity to go into eighth grade and just just dominate. You know, um, my son is going into his freshman year of high school. And I think that, you know, freshman year is big, man. You got to step up. You got to show up and show out. I mean, the goal is to be playing varsity as a freshman. Like, that's the goal. And, you know, now that's being taken from him. But what what I say to, to any kid that's, that's dealing with these emotions right now, it's the same thing I told my children is to use this COVID-19 as a blessing in disguise, like treat it as a blessing in disguise and just use it as extra time to work on your craft, to perfect your craft, to train and work like a dog because you're getting extra time that you would not have had if, if, if sports and school and everything was starting on its regular, regular schedule. So, so it's a blessing, man. And treat it as such, man. Um, Real quick, man, before I wrap this up, man, because it's so much going on. I could go on and on about, you know, just uh, the state of sports 
um, as a whole right now. Shout out to Pat Mahomes for getting that big boy contract. Oh, my God. Like, half a billion dollars for a quarterback? The biggest contract in sports history, U.S. sports history, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Half a billion dollars to be a quarterback. If I had a kid right now, and right now I'm talking about like a kid, like, you know, four or five years old. I would be training him to be a quarterback. Cause can you imagine? Can can you can you wrap your head around this? Ten years from now, what a quarterback will be making in the NFL? A billion dollars? I mean, that's not too far off. We're in 2020 right now. We had a quarterback win one Super Bowl and sign a half a billion dollar contract. So who's to say 10 years from now that a billion dollar contract is not something that we won't see? You know, I would be training my kid to play quarterback. If I had a five-year-old son, like he would be learning how to throw. <laughs> like all he would know is like football, seriously. So shout out to Pat Mahomes. He worked for it, man. He earned it. Second year in the league, winning the Super Bowl, man, dominating MVP, crazy numbers, making it look like Quite frankly, just a, he's playing a video game out there, man. I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm a Panthers fan. And and I, I just respect greatness, man. So, like, I mean, he's a great quarterback. You know, he, he just set the bar really high for the next few quarterbacks that will be signing their contracts and to just find out where they fall in line at. You know, if Pat Mahomes is getting a half a billion, I got to be at least worth 250, 300 million. And that's huge. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he just opened up the door for for a lot of guys to make some big money, man. So shout out to Pat Mahomes, man. Um, I really, 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 man, can't stress anymore, man. I can't, I can't let you guys know this. I can't, I can't be any more genuine than I have been, and I will continue to be, man. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I really do, because when I come to y'all on each episode, man, I'm speaking from my heart. I'm speaking from what's on my mind. I'm speaking, speaking on a topic that you know I would want to hear about and. I know a lot of people will want to hear about what I'm talking about. So um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in, taking the time out your day and, and really just, you know, clicking that link in my bio, man, and, and, and listening to Mud Talk on whatever whatever platform you're listening to it on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, whether that's Spotify, um, Google Podcasts or Anchor, whatever you're listening to it on, man, there's multiple different platforms to listen to it on, man. So I appreciate you, man. I really do. As always. Mud Talk, Coach T, we out.